Welcome to The Leading Edge, a podcast brought to you by ARS Global Emergency Management. In late August, Hurricane Katrina, an exceedingly destructive Category 5 storm, slammed the Gulf Coast of the United States. We're all familiar with it. At that time, virtually every meteorologist and public official highly underestimated its sheer power, uh, and not really through any fault of their own, but over 1,800 lives were lost in this event, and the total financial cost of Katrina exceeded $150 billion, ranking it as the costliest natural disaster in U.S. history. The human cost was beyond that. It was immeasurable. In an emergency and crisis management, Hurricane Katrina becomes an excellent case study, not only because of the colossal scale of the storm itself, but also because of some of the management and some of the way things were handled in New Orleans left us with bountiful lessons that we can learn from. Right after the storm hit, the, the city didn't follow the National Hurricane Center's direction to announce an emergency evacuation right away. Uh, they held it off until the next day. By then, Interstate 10, the area's vital exit route, had already been reduced to a parking lot because of the extreme traffic. The New Orleans public transit was blocked up as well, and there was all kinds of chaos around this scenario. New Orleans was relatively in disarray and vital communication systems had failed, rendering millions of people incapable of using their cellular or landlines to either send or receive emergency messages. Multitudes of people were migrating between shelters looking for sufficient water, food, and security. Groups of people began acting aggressively towards government officials, reporters, and also each other. The horrendous situation became a huge and almost too heavy burden on the security and the local police teams. All hands were on deck to mitigate and repair the devastation this historic hurricane had left behind. Hindsight tells us that the situation wasn't as effectively directed or coordinated as it could have been and needed to be. On September 12, 2005, Time reported, for the first time ever, a major U.S. city was simply taken offline, closed down. Food and water and power and phones were gone. Authority was all but absent. People with open running sores, every imaginable disease and disorder, all kinds of psychiatric problems. We have people who haven't had dialysis in several days. In any kind of crisis, three elements are absolutely essential. A leader, a strategic platform for making decisions, and a means to communicate. It's unfortunate, but all of these significantly lacked an early stage of crisis management at Hurricane Katrina. Fast, effective, and competent operation is extremely paramount in emergency management. We know this to be true. Like the golden hour in medicine, prompt handling of a problem will prevent further issues from arising and can exponentially make the difference in the total damage. Among many lessons we can learn from Hurricane Katrina and its aftermath, today, I would like to talk about communication during and after a crisis. Why it should be a priority? When should we start communicating? And how can we deliver our message clearly to minimize unnecessary confusion? The insights I'd like to share with you are highly applicable. Whether you run a mom and pop shop or a multi-billion dollar corporate, it will help you to have a firm grasp on the issues that you're facing. Putting them into practice, whether you find yourself in the center of a natural disaster or come across adverse accidents or scandals, the swiftness and clarity of our communication 
will serve us in a long way. If Hurricane Katrina proved to us how the failure of prompt and appropriate communication could bring us into mayhem, well, the goal is we don't want to repeat that. Because pain without gain is only an absolute waste. So just as a side note, the knowledge, the insights, advice, the experience that we'll share are strictly from the perspective of an emergency management company. We don't provide any legal information or strict advice here. For that, you'd need to consult a legal professional, of course. Welcome to The Leading Edge, a podcast brought to you by ARS Global Emergency Management. So before we discuss the crucial role of communication during and after a crisis, I want to dive into that topic, but I also want to emphasize the essential point that perception and fact are not the same thing. Facts take time and effort to gather, to cross-check, and to eventually publish. On the other hand, perception is instantly formed, based on personal understanding, experience, philosophy, and even bias. Therefore, in crisis management, it's all about controlling the perception of others. Crises can happen to anyone, and we have a tendency to assume that disasters will happen to someone else or another location, and not to us. However, human history has way too much evidence to disprove that. Even well-informed business leaders often fail to admit when they have a crisis, whether it's due to outright denial, naive optimism, or just ignorance. But it's the responsible and competent leader's job to wake up to reality and respond to it professionally. When a crisis hits, the public expects leaders to take charge, to issue detailed action, and offer a definitive roadmap towards recovery. It's essential to act quickly because if you wait too long, people will start to form their own opinions and take it as their truth. Correcting perception is incomparably harder than working with a blank canvas. It's our responsibility as leaders to help control perception, to take charge to ensure that the best possible outcome is achieved. As we know and as we've seen, disasters can strike at any moment. Whether it's a natural disaster or a man-made crisis, the impact can be devastating. And that's why as soon as we encounter disaster, mitigation and restoration work must begin immediately. It's essential to minimize damage and loss. But at the same time, the wheels of response should also begin turning. We need to ask ourselves three critical questions. What do we know? When did we know it? And what are we going to do about it? However, we face a dilemma. Waiting too long to respond to a crisis can lead to defamatory perceptions and criticism. But if we act too soon, we may not have solid enough foundations to get stand. But if we act too soon, we may not have a solid foundation of information to stand on. The rule of thumb is the sooner the better. Realistically, we should consider implementing the eight hours rule. Big companies such as Procter & Gamble, Kraft Foods, and British Petroleum have recently standardized this eight-hour rules. It means that the process of harnessing essential organizational resources and providing definition to their crisis communication plans needs to happen within the first eight hours after an initial incident. We live in a media-saturated world where blogs, tweets, and social media posts can deliver the news and also skepticism to millions of people around the world at absolute lightning speed. Bad news spreads fast. It's human nature to share negative stories far more quickly and frequently than the good stories. And that's why you need to be an active advocate for yourself and for your business. If you don't do so, others will likely do it for you. Remember, crisis management is closely related to managing the perceptions around you and your business. 
and perception is formed instantly. So your swift and intentional action is a must. I like to think of Benjamin Franklin's quote, it takes many good deeds to build a reputation and only one bad one to lose it. So don't let wrong perception of your business tarnish your fame and your career. If you're not going to stand up for the facts, no one else will. I urge us all to be proactive and prepared when it comes to crisis management and to keep in mind that perception and fact, they're not the same thing. And it's your swift and intentional action that's an absolute must when it comes to a response. Effective communication during a crisis requires us to think through our target audience both externally and internally, and then to determine the best way to relate to them. Consider all those impacted by the incident, whether it be tenants of a condo, seniors of a nursing home, young students and employees in schools, regular and prospective customers in B2C businesses, or vendors and suppliers in B2B businesses. The point of contact during a crisis is the one responsible for directing and supervising the communication, generally known as the spokesperson. This person must be highly credible and extremely reliable. The facts presented must be verifiable, and they must speak for the organization with weight, not resorting to fishy marketing tricks. Your spokesperson should be comfortable talking with executives and technicians alike. There are far too many stories of notable CEOs, elected officials, and company representatives that crumble when the heat of crisis is turned up. It's not a fun place to be. We often see and hear a very common response to try and shift focus or to usually shift the blame at the end. This type of response doesn't help communication. It only creates muddied waters that will eventually have to be cleaned up. So having a highly responsible spokesperson with high emotional intelligence that encompasses empathy, humility, and integrity, it applies to any business. Let's strive to ensure that our organizations communicate effectively during all kinds of crisis. When it comes to dealing with an incident, it's crucial that everyone in your organization is on the same page. The core message must be thoroughly explained to all your employees so that no one's left in the dark. In a crisis situation, no one wants yesterday's news. It's important to update your employees as soon as information becomes available. For example, if a condo has a water leaking problem impacting multiple floors, the property management needs to communicate with the tenants promptly. Failure to do so can result in negativity, skepticism, and theories among the tenants themselves. In the worst case scenario, the property management may lose trust of the board and other stakeholders. At ARS Global Emergency Management, we believe that effective communication is not just for PR firms. It's closely related to efficient property restoration and damage mitigation. In the condo example with a leak, Due to lack of prompt and clear communication, mitigation can be delayed, causing continued damage and eventually higher total costs. We have been called into action more than once where a lack of communication from a previous service provider has misassessed the damage and provided short-sighted diagnosis that has led to insufficient restoration. It's in the details. Communication is not about just telling the story, but it also relies on one's ability to understand the story. Experience and education play a major role here, and that's why it's important to have the right people involved from the very beginning. We know that effective communication is not a one-time task. It's an ongoing process that continues even and after the initial damage has been mitigated. As leaders, we need to take action to prevent the same issue from arising again in the future. We can't afford to let our guard down because a crisis can slam us again and again when we least expect it. We must be prepared. 
Let me give you an example. New Orleans, which we talked about at the beginning, was faced with destructive crisis. Let me give you an example. New Orleans, they were faced with a destructive crisis well before Hurricane Katrina hit. In fact, almost two centuries before, in 1823, the waters crested so far that nearly 200 blocks of the city were flooded for months. Since that time, numerous small hurricanes have flooded and aggravated the city over the years. New Orleans has had numerous opportunities to create a strong fix to these problematic levees. Although the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers were working on a solution when Katrina hit, it's unfortunate, but their efforts were not enough to cause any real help in the time of need. The point is, is that we cannot waste the pain caused by challenges. The price we pay is too high if we don't learn anything from the challenges we experience. At ARS, we hold educational meetings for property managers to teach them foundational knowledge of the building structure. We give them insights from our understanding that has been based on challenges we've faced in the past. This has long been proven to be an extremely powerful and effective tool. You know, in aviation, there's a famous saying that every regulation is written in blood. But what it means is that almost all regulations have been placed after accidents that have either taken or almost taken the precious lives of the people on board. We must work with reliable and experienced emergency management companies to perform pre-loss planning. It's like the saying goes, a stitch in time, it saves nine. It's crucial to communicate with and update the people who are impacted by the incidents that we face on what measurements can be taken to prevent future problems. This helps to build trust. Let's all learn from the past and make a better future for ourselves and for our communities. I want to thank you today for joining me. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I did. If you want to learn more about this topic and others that we've discussed and will be discussing, there are great resources from our blog on our website. And of course, I recommend you take a moment to check us out on LinkedIn, where you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter that offers insights I think you'll appreciate. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our email is podcast at arsgem.com. I'm your host, Donnie Coos, and our amazing producer is Abigail Chung. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, or as they say, wherever you're listening. Your support means a lot to us and helps us keep producing content that we're passionate about. So we encourage you to join us next time for another fascinating discussion. But until then, take care, stay curious, and keep exploring.